Welcome to the Unified Podcast, where we talk about God, Christian culture, and life in an attempt to bring unity and maturity to the body of Christ, demystify the supernatural, and find God in the ordinary. Um, So we've been talking about how it's pretty much impossible to mature without unity, um, and that what really unifies us is Christ crucified and the power of his resurrection. But even though that's what unifies us, uh, a lot of these topics still have a lot of controversy around them just because there are variations on how they're taught. And some can even bring immaturity due to a lack of clear teaching on these issues. So um, the last ones we talked about were mercy and grace. And today we really want to bring in um, what I would consider one of the most foundational pieces of, of anything that we can learn in Christ. Um, and that is righteousness. And uh, it's just a key issue, both um, I think it's kind of a, a foundational point and also a finishing point. And so today we're really going to talk more about how it's foundational and how it comes into our lives. And so I just want to, before I get too far into it, we are your hosts. Um, I'm Justin Heckel and Caleb Carpenter. How are you doing today, Caleb? I'm doing great. Great to hear from you again since it's been a few weeks. Yes. Did you have a good 4th of July? I did. We got yeah. to watch all our neighbors shoot off fireworks all weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, we're getting into the heat of summer now. I know I've been taking my boys. Um, we, they've started loving fishing. And um, it is the hardest fishing trip in the world for me. <laughs> because, <laughs> I because I barely get a cast in. But, um, but it's still fun. So that's okay. I pay for my license every year and never use it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but let's jump into this about righteousness, man. Um, just because this is, I would say this is 90% of what I talk, um, to people struggling with anything Mm -hmm. about is righteousness. It's kind of like, where are you standing with God? And, and so, yeah, well, this is definitely for me, it's definitely the foundation. Like it's, it's one of those main foundation stones because, you know, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, you know, if we're not experiencing that righteousness, then we're not building on him. Come on, you know, so, absolutely. And we're going to talk, very important. we're going to talk a little bit too about how, um, you can only act out of what you believe mm-hmm. anyway. And so if you don't believe you're right with God, um, then, then how are you going to act like mm-hmm. you're right with God? And what does that look like anyway? We'll talk about stuff like that a little bit. So um, where I want to go is I just want to mention quick uh, Romans fourteen seventeen, And um, Romans fourteen seventeen says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and then I want to rotate that over to Matthew 633, um, because Paul was saying, this is what the kingdom is. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in, in the Holy Spirit. So we rotate that over to Matthew 633 that a lot of people know where uh, Jesus is telling people, don't worry about things. You know, don't worry about what you'll eat or drink. Each day has enough problems of its own and all that kind of stuff. But he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
And so I just think that this is a key point for us to start from mm-hmm. because, well, what I've really loved is the last few years, I've really spent a lot of time watching how science is catching up with what the word of God already says. It's just that we needed to discover proof more or less, right? We needed to be able to say, how do we see evidence of this all the time? And so when it says the kingdom is peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, and it says um, to seek these first, seek the kingdom first, and all these things will be added to you, what you need to eat and drink and, and all that stuff, that science is starting to show us evidence that says, hey, you know where you get the best ideas? And, and I'm gathering this from Napoleon Hill, who wrote um, Think and Grow Rich, where he studied Andrew Carnegie, um, Dale Carnegie, uh, Andrew Carnegie. And he's studying all these wealthy guys. And he says, you know, none of these guys came up with the, the things that made them rich. They didn't come up with their ideas because they were based off of greed or because they were sitting there saying, man, we're lacking something. They all came out of a place of hope and love and, and things like that. And he goes on to talk about effective prayer right after that as well in this book. But, but what he's pointing out is that, you know, where we get our best ideas from, you know, where we get revelation from when we're at peace, joy, and feeling like we are close to God rather than separated from God. Mm -hmm. And what science is showing us about how we heal the best is that it's really hard for us to, uh, and, and, and part of that with the mentality of, of why we get revelation there is because you can't harbor the thoughts, uh, positive thoughts like love and hope and peace and joy. You can't harbor those thoughts at the same time as you harbor thoughts about fear and, and hatred and negative th- thoughts. You can only do one at a time. And so, um, so he's just pointing out that we need to stay focused on those positive things. And, and then um, what science is showing us about the way we heal the best is that it is very hard for our bodies to, um, to heal when they're stressed out, when we don't have peace, we don't have joy, when we're working too long and trying too hard we tend to get sick. Our immune system drops. But when we're in a place of peace, joy, and feeling like God is close to us, those are actually the places that our bodies tend to heal the best. And, and if you ask me, that's a reason why, um, you know, the, why when Paul was bitten by the viper, yes, there's miraculous healing there. Part of it, I believe, is just the fact of when we are at rest and peace, our bodies heal. You know, having done fighting before, I'll, I'll tell you, I've watched that play out in that I've watched fighters who are very tense and they'll get hit a few times and you start watching them bruise. I've watched fighters who typically like Hawaiian fighters that are very relaxed hmm. and they can take punch after punch after punch after punch and they get done with the fight and they look like they weren't even in one. It's because when you tense up, your blood tends to pool wherever you've been hit. And so therefore it traps everything right there. And that's where your bruising and all that kind of stuff starts to happen. And so, 
Um, again, I'm just saying science is catching up. Showing even like, even if you study like how muscles repair themselves and heal, cause you know, when you work out, you're really damaging your muscles. Come on. And if you right. don't take that piece period after, then you don't allow them to heal properly all the time. And that's when you wake up the next morning and you're just, you feel so sore and like you can barely move. It's cause you didn't have that time of peace. Come on. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. But you, you said, um, you said, you know, being close to God and, you know, let's, let's take it back to that. Cause that, that's what righteousness is. When, when the Bible's talking about being in right standing with God, it, it, it really means you're just, you're closer to God. You're being close to God. Nothing separates you from God. You're literally sitting on the right hand of him. Come on. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of what we're, that's what we're talking about. That's what righteousness is. That's when, you know, when you come in and you decide, when you start realizing who Jesus is, you realize that he looks at me even with my sin and he already has created that place where we're, we don't have that separation. I might be separated in my mind from him because of my sin, but he's not separated from me. Uh, not at all. And so, and, and that's why he sent Jesus to die and then to r- rise again was to break that veil. Come on. So, so that righteousness is already there, and and really, there's there's this, we have to have that revelation and that belief that we are in right standing with God. We are close to God. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, again, uh, just pulled it up really quick um, because it's exactly what mm-hmm. you're talking about. How you said I may be um, because of sin, I might feel separated from God, but he's not separated from me. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like where Paul says, where we became enemies of God in our minds, our mind likes to really tell us, no, mm-hmm. you, you know, God is mad at you for this or that. And, and Jesus is really saying, Hey, you know what? Part of being part of the kingdom of heaven is knowing that you're not separated. Mm-hmm. It's knowing that God will, will draw near to you and, and, and really that he has drawn near to you because he is God with us and he, is, he remains God with us. In fact, we were told to repent from that thought process. You know, it's, it's repent. Repent from believing that God is your enemy and instead believe that he is your heavenly father who brings you mm-hmm. close. And, and so that's what repenting really is. Because if I believe that he draws me close rather than he's upset with me because I did this or that, I will live completely different there as I do if I believe that he has drawn me close. If he has made me a co-heir with Christ, so I I have access, right? I'll live differently. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that's a good place to go into this verse here, Romans 10.10. I really love this verse because, you know, it's we got to, you know, we have to believe. You know, we have to believe that what Jesus said is the truth and we got to believe that we are right with him and close to him. And so this verse says, uh, for with the heart, a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth, he confesses resulting in salvation. Uh, that was new American standard. Um, and I really like how the new living says it as well, which it says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Hmm. It kind of it kind of takes like I don't know the new American standard is kind of like 
the the knowledgeable way to say it and then the new living kind of brings across as like hey this is how it's actually acted out you know we have to believe that we're right with god and i really love how this verse actually kind of it says that first because how can we with good conscience say or declare that i'm saved or how can i confess with my mouth resulting in salvation if i don't know that i'm right with god right because it's like if if i don't know that i'm right with god then how can i be saved you know you can't you know i've seen people where they they do it just because they that's the thing you do is you just you say that you believe in jesus but it's like we really have to know like do we really believe that and you know i've actually i use this analogy the other day with a, a buddy of mine I was talking to, and um, I call it the lean to, because if righteousness, which it is one of the foundation stones uh, in the kingdom of God, then, you know, I kind of take it to the fool building his house in the sand. So really what you're doing, if, if, if we're taking into self-righteousness where we're sitting there confessing Jesus without actually knowing that he is our righteousness or we're his righteousness and that we are in right standing with him and close to him, then really what we're doing is we're building, we built our own foundation right next to his foundation. And then we decide we're going to slap our lean-to roof onto <laughs> it, leaning into the house of God. So we have our roof is attached to his building. Have you ever seen houses and they got this really crappy rundown lean-to on the side of them? <laughs> yeah. And they might have a lot or a really nice barn and there's this just nasty lean-to half fallen over next to it. And and so like that's what happens to us if we're not built on that understanding or on that belief that I am actually close to God. I am intimate to God and he is intimate with me. Yeah, absolutely. I just really like the way Paul words it there saying for what the heart a person believes mm -hmm. resulting in righteousness. Right. And it's like, it's that believing that Christ has brought us close to God results in us feeling close to God mm -hmm. because it, you know why it's because the weakest link in the chain decides the strength of the chain. So what Paul is saying is, God has done us a favor and completely taken us out of the chain because mm -hmm. we are the weak link in the chain. And so he's like, you know what? Instead, I'm just going to be the entire chain and I'm going to bring you close. And now, since it's by believing that Christ is the one who does it, then there's no way for you to talk yourself out of it other than to not believe that Christ did it. Mm. And so it's it's simply you either believe or you don't, but there's really not an argument. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It takes all of that out of it. And then what I love is, is then how you went into, uh, well, how the rest of the verse goes into, and with the mouth, he confesses resulting mm -hmm. in salvation. I like how he breaks down the, you do this, you believe. And by believing, by the way, because you believe there's righteousness. And because you confess there's salvation I honestly, I, I believe that he's actually talking about how he's saying you do this and you experience this. I don't think that right. he's saying you do this and I'll give you this. Right. He's saying I've given you these things, but in order for you to experience them, you really actually have to take some action. I mean, it's kind of like, hey, I've given you a car. You actually don't get to experience that car unless you get your butt in the seat and turn the key in the, in the wheel. Mm -hmm. You know, but until you do that, um, I've still given it to you. And so he's saying, 
with the heart you believe and because you believe that Christ did it, well, that makes you feel close because you believe Christ brought you close. You feel close. Well, then at the same time with the mouth, you confess by confessing, then we experience salvation. And, and I'd equate it to this man in an opposite way, almost, um, I mean, it's almost like, well, no, put it this way. Do you remember when, uh, when you first met your wife and when you guys started courting at some point you realize, and I don't know how soon it was for you, maybe it was right away or whatever, but you realize, man, I really like this girl. And, but it's like for the longest time, like there's this time where you really want to tell them and it's like this pressure builds up in you. But once it comes out of you, it's like you experience the fact of like this release of anxiety about it and mm. you experience a joy about it that says, man, I really do. I really like this girl. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, there's yeah, yeah. excitement about it. So you actually experience it. So it's kind of like what he's saying here about like you can believe it in your heart and you know that it's there. But until you release it with your mouth, you don't actually experience this so on the other side of it, though, you have like where Jesus said, if you deny me in front of men, I will deny you in front of the father. Right. And it's really this thing of like of like you are able to know in your heart that, man, I'm good with God. But if you don't confess that stuff starts to wane. And if you like or, you know, I would say that if you truly believe it. If there's truly like this good stuff building up in your heart, you want to let it out, man. I mean, like, it's really hard not to come home and tell your friends like, dude, I really like this girl. Right? Yeah. It's hard to come home and not tell them. But then at the same time, if you don't, if you don't ever tell them and you don't ever tell her and whatever, it's like that can start to wane. And mm -hmm. and you you can become more and more afraid of saying that because you keep carrying it, but because you don't have an outward manifestation that comes out, your mind starts telling you maybe it wasn't true or maybe like she was okay. Or, you know, you, your mind just starts telling you things, but if you let it out, you have a physical manifestation that you can point to. And that physical manifestation actually gives you excitement and joy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I just think that it's it's awesome the way that that Paul points that out in this verse. Um, as soon as you brought that up tonight, I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is like it's something I've never really thought about before. Yeah. And I and honestly, a good picture of that in the Bible is really with Peter, because even even when Peter denied Christ, he still knew that he was right with him, even though. You know, even though when, you know, the Bible says, even though if you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you, you know, because when when Christ came back and, you know, even when the disciples saw him on the beach and Peter jumped out of the boat to swim to it, he knew that he still was close to Christ. Yeah. Come and, you on. Know, dis despite the sin, you know, if, if you need encouragement, you know, despite what you're going through and despite, you know, what you might be experiencing in life, that you are still close to Christ. He is close to you and you're right with him. And he wants to make things right. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, and like what you say, he he wants the relationship yeah. to be right. You are the one keeping it from that. 
So uh, what I love is how you bring up Peter and, and how Jesus actually draws right. this confession out of him. So even, even though Peter obviously still believed in his heart that he was right because he swam right. to shore, Jesus draws the confession out. Do you really love me, right. Peter? And it's like, yes, you know, I love you. He's drawing it out of him mm -hmm. so that there's this outward manifestation. Because the enemy, you know, is all about deception, um, especially because he has no real power except for what you, you know, allow. And it's all through deception. And because, I mean, when shame comes in because you did something and you know it wasn't right, you know, the enemy tries to deceive you and you think in your mind that you're not right. Yeah. And, and, and it's so awesome that even in that, Christ will draw out that confession. Yeah. So our hearts, our hearts want to believe the best. I believe mm -hmm. that our of hearts course. want to believe the best a lot of times, but our minds, and, and you could take this into so many different areas right. of life. Our minds love to feed us doubt sometimes. You know what I mean? If Well, and I'll say this, when, when things are something we really want, sometimes it's easier for us to just feed ourselves doubt and say it wasn't true. Mm. And so we'll feed ourselves doubt with our minds while our heart is sitting there going, no, I really want it to be true. And so what God is doing in the way he tells us to actually manifest what we're getting in the spirit is he's saying, no, I want you to have physical evidence to point to. I right. want to give you a physical evidence that when your mind says, no, you don't really love God. Peter could say, yes, I do. I told him three times. And he told me that because I told him that when I told him I loved him three times, he told me to feed his sheep. So he knows I love him. Mm -hmm. So God get, is trying to give us evidence to be able to shut the enemy up. Hey Amen. That's awesome. Let's just wrap this up because my goodness, to me, there was a bunch of power nuggets in there. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather have something to sit and think on than try to beat something over and over. It, it's the best thing in the world. Mm -hmm. This is the best topic. If you are going to meditate on a topic, righteousness in the Holy Spirit is one of the best things to meditate mm -hmm. over because of how it is the foundation. Knowing mm -hmm. you are close to God is the foundation of, of what a Christian life stems from. How will mm -hmm. I live it out if I don't believe it? Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about next time is how we're going to live it out. Absolutely. So Caleb, uh, can you pray us out of here, man? Yes. Well, God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for sending your son Jesus to come down and to be our foundation, to be our mediator and return us to you and to bring us back close to you. Um, and God, we just thank you for your, your miraculous deliverance from sin. We thank you that you want to be close to us. You want us to know you. You want the best for us. And God, we just pray for anybody who's listening or anybody who just feels that they're not close to you, that you would just lift the blinders and that you would reveal yourself to them. You would reveal your love to them. And God, we just thank you for who you are. And we just ask that you would be with us this week, that you would dwell with us, and that you would show us how, how your righteousness is with us, how close you are with us. And we thank you in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, we look forward to 
the next conversation. If you have any comments or also if you have any topics that you're going, man, I've been a little confused by this or I'd like some confirmation or I've heard this topic talked about this way and this way in the body of Christ and I don't know which way it is. Um, please let us know. We have a Facebook set up now, the Unified Podcast Facebook page. Um, so, so leave us a message letting us know things that, that you'd like us to talk about um, because we'd love having this conversation um, with the involvement of, of our listeners. But we look forward to the next one. And until then, let's get unified. Thank you.